This is No Teacher Left Behind with Natalie McIntosh and Christine Hurt. Humorous musings from the teacher's lounge. Christine. Hey, Natalie. (laughs) Um, Okay, before we start in on this episode, uh, I just wanted to follow up on our schools. I'm always, I'm full of follow-ups. I I love it. Okay, on the school supply episode that you did and uh, brought up a lot of meaningful points, one of which was I asked at the end of the episode, what is something that I can do? And you were like, you know, that's a great question. And here's something that I'm involved in. Uh, and I've started doing, and you can do too, which was going to a school board meeting. Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, I don't even know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my um, update on that. I was okay. like, you know, basically yesterday. Um, <laughs> Fair <laughs> in enough. In preparation, I was like, oh, crap. I said I was going to do this, and I didn't do my homework. So yeah. procrastinator style. Yeah. Just like I hate my students to yeah. do. Uh, so much empathy for minute. high schoolers right now. Yes, yes definitely. Everything took a front seat there until that okay so yesterday um i went online i was like okay where are these school board meetings oh okay they're in that building sweet when do they happen oh okay that's when they happen and they do a live stream had no idea whoa i know super cool and uh so high tech and (laughs) and they also will put up the recorded and it's on youtube no way yeah so i pull it up and uh today and (laughs) of course (laughs) this morning and uh, you know, I start listening to it. It's um two hours and forty five minutes. Holy crap! <laughs> and I was like, what could they possibly have to say? Oh okay, okay, okay. I made it about fourteen minutes in, <laughs> and the only thing had happened was a bunch of motions and stuff that I don't understand. I have to go back to my parliamentary procedure manual because yeah. I have a, a seconded. And then they're all correcting each other too. It's like, Oh, you need a motion. Oh, you know, somebody yeah. needs this. Oh, you, you got to do this for, and I'm like, this is way confusing. Can yeah. we just talk? But so my plan from here on out is try not to freak out. Yeah. I'm going to watch like the whole rest of it yeah. and just kind of take it in. Yeah. Because the idea of me walking into something like that that's so completely foreign to me just right. terrifies me to no end. So I like the idea that I can watch it from the safety of my couch and my cats <laughs> and my dog mm-hmm. and my comfy yeah. blanket. You could even and pause it. Tea. And you could probably start 20 minutes in after all that procedural <laughs> stuff is done that doesn't really. Well, I'm kind of curious yeah. how long it takes, but yeah. I will give you updates on that. Do they and... pray at the beginning of your school board meetings? No. They pray at the beginning of mine and it bothers me really deeply, but now, I don't know what to do about it. That's an issue we yeah. probably need to talk about. Separation um, of church and state maybe? Yeah. Yeah. But Anywho, anyway. uh, but they did do the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. Okay. We do that, and it's super creepy to me for a bunch <laughs> oh of adults <laughs> to stand up and chant this thing at the flag. It just creeps me out. But I could okay. go on a whole other. I could do a whole other topic on yeah. on that. But I, anyway, yeah, totally. That might be fun for us to do. Anyway, yeah. anyway. So, so but that's your that's your plan. <laughs> that's your homework. Um, uh, all right. Okay. Yeah. So we so. just had to take a moment and kick the dog out of the <laughs> Dog was uh, like, um, uh, you guys are boring. This is and stupid I'm leaving. and I'm leaving. But I okay. want to, about the homework, because I want to follow up, because I said that I would say something at my upcoming school board meeting that I was attending, um, and I failed to do that. <laughs> um, but it was not a total fail. Part of it was that... Um, so you were uh, actually going to go up to the mic. I was going to go up to the mic. Oh, that whoa. was my See, that's like my three, plan. four meetings yeah. down the road for well, me. Well, <laughs> and I... After we recorded and I was thinking about it later, I reflected on it and I thought, you know what? 
I actually don't know if they have any plan moving forward. Like, I don't know what supplies they do pay for. I don't know if they maybe have a plan in the works. And so rather than just going up to the mic and being like, you need to do this, this, and this, maybe, you know, um, emailing my representative and just starting the conversation saying getting some information yeah you know uh, my child's elementary school their pta is doing this i think it's really great but i don't think it's necessarily the the solution what is the school board doing to provide supplies yeah for students? i think that's really good and mindful and very adult of you yeah because i think we're right now in this culture of we see something wrong and we just want to go on the attack yeah yeah, and I, and I do it myself the all info. the time. Yeah. yeah. And so rather than doing that, emailing, I want to email, one email to both my representative and the superintendent and just start this conversation. And then maybe once I have some information, if it seems appropriate, address the entire school board and say, this is what I know is happening. This is what I would like to see happen. How can we broaden this conversation? How can we work together? That's what brilliant. needs to happen. Um, and my first step in doing that is at the end of that meeting, I went up and introduced myself to my school board representative. Get it, girl. Yeah. And I just said, hey, <laughs> I just wanted to let you know this is who I am. My daughter started kindergarten here this year. I'm an educator myself. I really appreciate the work that you're doing because I do. She's um, one of the members who seems to be very actively engaged. Um, and... So I just want to let her know that I appreciate the work that they do. I appreciate what's going on in the county. Um, the schools in my county have improved greatly over the last 20 years. And just to recognize that, maybe kiss a little butt, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but just to make sure that she had my name so that when she receives this email, maybe it will no, that's have great. a little bit more that of That adds that impact. personal connection yeah. that, that you are often yeah. says so, is really important. Exactly. And Excellent. so now I just have to craft the email and All maybe right, so we're making progress yay go team okay so this episode you ready for it i'm so ready for this i want to talk about the teacher strikes yes please mm, i want go. to talk about it too okay so like you i wanted to go back because i am awesome at sharing stuff on facebook it comes yes, across i'm like wow this is passionate share uh-huh um and then i don't really do a whole lot of research <laughs> um, because I teach math and that's not what we do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I did some research and of course the first place I went, Wikipedia. That's right. And I, I got to say it and I got to say it on record by the time we record our next stuff, I am going to make a donation to Wikipedia. All right. <laughs> because I will hold you accountable. I am using them. Yes. Okay. So this came from a Wikipedia article called 2018 Teacher Strikes in the United States. Now I know... At the time of this recording, it's a, almost been a full week since the L.A. teachers' strike has um, yes. started. Because okay. they went on strike on Monday. Okay. Uh, I, I wrote it down, and I'm still in, like, uh, winter break mode where I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> uh, and we've had some snow days in yeah. Virginia in the past week, so I still don't know what day it is. But um, I think Monday was the 14th, maybe? I believe that sounds right. Okay, well, anyway, so that's when they walked out in L.A. And so it, it it's a very relevant topic right now. Yeah, timely. And so I found this article about the 2018, and I didn't realize how many have happened, and it seems to be ramping up. Ooh. So this might be uh, an ongoing thing that we're yeah, I think seeing. We'll, yeah, something that we'll follow probably pretty closely. I am hoping will bring about big change. Yes. And uh, 
so let's see let's see yeah. what's going on yeah um so how many he said there's been a lot that so many that you were see, surprised i'm gonna skip to my many. little bulleted list because yeah. you know i need bulleted lists i mean this yes. paragraph stuff uh, this is tough it's too much anyway so they have a nice little table <laughs> yeah and uh every uh, you mentioned this when i we were talking about it at some point today probably yeah. uh where you remembered the one in west virginia yeah. and that was i have the exact dates here wikipedia yeah. February 22nd, uh, 2018. Yeah, so that was what, about a, a year ago? Yeah, about a year ago. And correct me if I'm wrong, that was the one that sort of kicked this off, right? Like they... Apparently it's the they first the one first, that they listed. So, yeah, for I mean, 2018 anyway. I, didn't, I yeah. don't think I started paying attention until recently. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's how awesome I am. And then uh, there was a, a one in Virginia at VCU. It's a college that so wasn't like public high school. Yeah. Um, not to say that, you know, it's right. less important. Right. But, uh, I'm focused on the high school ones or the uh, public school system ones. Yeah. Uh, one in, uh, let's see, April. So that's what, about three months later in April, Oklahoma. Uh, Kentucky was about, oh, Kentucky was the same day as Oklahoma on April 2nd. Uh, after that, there was one in Georgia. That was a bus driver strike. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. And let's see, in Arizona, statewide strike. Um, do, 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 do. That was in April 26th. So a lot of them happened in April because there was one in Colorado in yeah. April. Uh, and I think the first knee-jerk reaction that people have is that it's automatically about pay increase. Yeah. And that's the thing I kind of wanted to focus on today okay. was that it's not. Yeah. It's not just about the pay increase. And I yeah. think you know this on a base level as, yeah. as much as I do. Yeah. And I really feel like... You know, it's not that we don't want to be paid more. Of course, we would love to be paid more. Of course, we think that there's more value to what we do. But I think it's like an iceberg where the pay, that's the tip. That's the part that you see. That's the part that everybody can see is that that pay, you know, is not great. But there's all this stuff under the water. That's yes. The 90% of the iceberg that isn't pay that really bothers us. And I feel like we would probably tolerate that tip of the iceberg a lot more if the stuff underneath was addressed. And that is pretty much the crux of this whole thing that's floating around in my brain right now. Okay. But I do have a, like a funny thing later yeah. down the page. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. I was reading about demands. Okay. Now check this out. Ready for it. All right. Yeah. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. In Oklahoma and West Virginia, respectively, sources of oil and coal. So they provide a lot of oil and coal, yes. right? Okay. Their demands included uh, financial financing the increased spending on education through taxation focused on those industries. And I'm like, okay, that sounds legit. Yeah. All right. Now, <laughs> the original reason for the strike included the state's plan to force teachers to use Fitbits to be allowed to keep subscribing to the same health plan uh -huh. or face a $500 annual fee. Yep. I had no idea. Yep. Did you know this? Yep. What? Yep. Why is and, this not talked about? Yeah. And <laughs> I know I'm pretty sure in West Virginia, not only the Fitbit thing, but the premiums had increased significantly and the pay was not increasing to compensate for that. Right. And they were pissed. Yeah. That... Because they felt like what they were asking for was reasonable. Like if you're going to increase this, please pay us enough to compensate for that. Like you're basically giving us a pay cut and asking us to wear Fitbits. <laughs> like what? Or you get a $500 yeah. fine yeah. if you don't wear your Fitbit. Yeah. Uh, 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 okay. Uh, 
And please, if this podcast gets out to anybody, I would love to hear from people from that state. Yes, please. <laughs> and see what their take on it was. Because reading that, it was just so out of the blue because the whole rest of the article on Wikipedia was, you know, straight on, like, here's the facts about that. Yeah. And then there's this Fitbit thing. Yeah. And I was like, what? Uh, okay, is there a Wikipedia page yeah. on this? Because I'm fascinated. Yeah. And um, also, I know in West Virginia, because, um, and I would be interested to, to see, you know, which of these states or school systems have unions and which do not, because I think that plays a big part. In West Virginia, teachers are not unionized. Hmm. Um, unions, I don't think, are allowed because of the coal mining. Um, the coal industry has lobbied really hard against having unions. I'm realizing right people. now how much more you know about these things well, than I do. I only know about this. My best friend lives in West Virginia. Oh, well, and so nice. I know a lot about yeah. West Virginia. Okay. That's why. Um, but, uh, and feel free, anybody in West Virginia, if I'm <laughs> incorrect, please let me know. But Basically, this is my we're understanding. we're going to say that at the end of every sentence. And <laughs> anybody who knows more about this than I do, could you please let me know? Please let me know. I, I, I would love the education. I do not mind the criticism. No. It's fine. But this is my understanding is, you know, but I know that the teachers are not unionized in West Virginia. Um, and it is, Ill I know it's illegal to strike in West Virginia and that's because of the coal industry. Mm. And so the teachers, you know, were planning the strike or going on strike, um, sort of knowing that it would be illegal. And what happened was the school boards were in support of the teachers and closed school. Wow. All right. I want more information on that. Yeah. So, um, so that that way the teachers wouldn't all get fired or arrested for striking. Yeah. And I'm realizing right now, listening to all this and researching this, um, how how long and uh, how consistently I keep blinders on myself. Yeah, it's just I don't really look beyond my own troubles or the troubles in my school county yeah. or, you know, to see what's going on, you know, in a, a state level, a national level, yeah. a global level. Yeah. And so I am very excited that we came up with this idea to do this because now I have a motivated a motivation and an opportunity to learn about things that I should know. Yeah. And that people should know. And yeah. hopefully maybe other people will learn yeah. this too. Well, and it's like I knew about West Virginia partially because I was still teaching at the time. So I was much more aware of what was going on in the world of education. Mm -hmm. um, my best friend lives in West Virginia, like I said. So it was something that was very much in her world because her son wasn't going to school. And... Um, but, and I knew sort of out of the corner of my eye about Kentucky and Oklahoma, but I had no idea that there were all these other school districts or states or systems that had had gone on strike. And I know L.A., I've seen headlines about it. I know L.A. is striking, but I don't know anything more than that. So I feel like I'm the same. I've got these blinders on just trying to get through the day. Um, so I was really excited that you picked this topic so I can learn yeah. learn more about it along with our listeners. Definitely. Now, I don't have the lovely bulleted list of facts um, from Wikipedia about what's going on right now in L.A., but I yeah. did find this really interesting article, and, of course, the headline just totally grabbed me right off the bat. Yeah. Resolving the teacher strike is about more than money, and the results will be priceless. Yes. And I'm like, oh, that sums yes. up what Tell I'm, me about it. I'm anticipating. Um, this uh, article was in, um, I want to, oh. Crap, I should have written it down. I think it was in Fortune. Okay. Uh, and it's by uh, contributor Talia Milgram Elcott. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I think that's phonetically okay. And uh, I, I'm kind of, you know, trying to give writers, you know, do, I kind of looked her up and uh, she wrote her own little blurb on here. And she says, I lead a hundred K and 10. Okay. What I is... thought it was a hundred Ken 10, but I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, hundred K. So that's a hundred thousand and 10, a what new model that? for networked collaboration focused on identifying and solving some of our most intractable social challenges. A hundred K and 10, which began as a call in President Obama's 2011 State of the Union address for 10, no, 100,000, I think I said 10K, didn't I? No, no I said 100K. 100K. 100,000 excellent STEM teachers in 10 years. So I guess he was trying to encourage, you know, yeah. having 100,000 STEM teachers in 10 years. And I was like, yeah. why? <laughs> I had no idea about this again. Yeah. Uh, blinders on. Okay. But anyway, so she... Um, leads that apparently okay. she's been published in washington post and all that stuff but she has a big uh focus on uh education okay and she talks about the tenuous balancing act that is running a startup being a mother and trying to have a life so i'm like go girl yeah all right that's, that's so here's what right there. she talks about uh do 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 she starts off with a blurb very specific about something but the first thing that jumps out at me is uh so Monday, 30,000, 30,000 educators walked off the job to demand. Now, look, notice what comes first in the list. They demand smaller class sizes, not oh, pay. interesting. More school staffing, not pay. Interesting. And then higher teacher salaries, yeah. so pay. But so, <laughs> of the top three, yeah. pay is the third. Yes, exactly. So, and I don't know if that was her deliberate ordering. Yeah of things maybe she is trying to kind of say look it's not yeah. just about the money but i'm in agreement here yeah. and uh so she says similar negotiations are underway in denver wow and then a new report from florida's state board of education so it's my hunch that you and i having these conversations in this podcast is actually probably very timely because yes. i have a feeling that there is just this culminating collective uh increase of awareness and activism yes. and i put like a little note on the front of this article hashtag me too i think that movement uh the women's marches this is a primarily female dominated yes. career field i'm wondering if you know all of these things are trickling down to female educators as a call to action yeah. in so many different areas yeah yeah and standing up and saying you know this is not okay. It's been going on too long. Um, and that's actually something I've thought of making a topic for a whole episode is the, the, um, how it's a primarily female profession and the effects that that has on the profession. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think yeah. about that a lot. Yeah. Um, particularly on, on how that affects boys. Uh-huh. Uh, as I, I'm an, I'm a mother of yeah. a boy. I wonder, you know, if, he needs male role models, yeah. you know, he has his dad, he yeah. has men in his life, but in particular in the education field, yep. but yeah, yeah, yeah segue. Yeah. we'll yeah. do that yes. in another episode. Mental note. Um, so yeah, so I'm feeling pretty fired up. Yeah. I feel like there's this, this upswell and I feel like you're right. This, us doing this podcast, um, it feels kind of like a right place, right time sort of thing. I think yeah, I, for definitely for I me, feel anyway. really, really, really ripe for this kind of conversation. Um, in light of what is going on nationally. 
Now, I love this little blurb that she says. Uh, she begins, there's no doubt that teachers should earn more. I mean, that's a story we yeah. tell ourselves all the time. Yeah. Uh, both for their own health and well-being and to support the quality of education that students receive. Okay. To do basic. Yep. Teachers cannot be the engines of equality if they are not provided the means for their their own and their family's economic security. Thank you. It's like, Thank you. How can you expect the highest level of quality education for your kids if we can't even support ourselves yes. on our our salaries yeah and so um let's see oh and she continues on because this is right about what i was going to say salary negotiations fair pay are not the only reason okay here it is ready for yes it? of all k through 12 public school teachers who left their jobs during the 2012 2013 so fairly recent mm -hmm. period only 6.8 percent so children if you're not aware of your percentages if you line 100 people up yeah. About seven of them said yeah. they did. They left the industry because of their salary. Yeah. Just seven. Just seven out, out of a hundred. Yeah. Or 6.8 if you yeah. can take 0.2 of yeah. a person. <laughs> Is that their head? <laughs> Would you take off their feet? I don't, I don't know. know. But anyway, um, according to the, now this is according to the Department of Education's National Center for Educational Statistics. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that seems legit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but that's, and it's so true. Yeah. And it's stunning to even me who, I mean, you know, I said before, I know it's not just about the money. That number is stunning to me. It's so low. I would have expected more than yeah. 6.8%. That means 93 out of 100 people, they want something different. Yeah. There's they, a, a different reason. And, and here's that, what they say. If you don't mind me interrupting. I okay. do. Here's what they say. Uh, the big puzzle piece. I like that. Uh, is the school and classroom level conditions necessary for teachers to thrive? Yes. Uh, and so that's not only like what your classroom looks like, how many kids are in your classroom. Yeah. This is looking at so many things. And one of my biggest gripes is time. Yes. I don't have time. No. Um, and I'm going to interrupt you because I go just for had it, a thought. I got to find my place. Yeah. So no, I, I, I saw a quote online that because all the teachers are on strike, so there's no teachers, they can't get subs, and the teachers didn't write sub plans, mm -hmm. and so if they had subs, it would just be basically babysitting. So they have, you know, administrators are basically babysitting. They got 140 kids in a gymnasium with an administrator saying, let's not set the place on fire. Um, Sometimes you know, I do that in my classroom, yeah, by yeah. the way. We've all just, had those just days. Just don't set the room yeah, on fire. We've, we've had those days. <laughs> uh, but a quote from an administrator who said, I didn't even have time to go to the bathroom today. And I just thought, there it is. <laughs> yeah. that, that sums up the whole experience. That's why right you there. don't have teachers right now, because that's a typical experience for too many teachers. I wonder if they made that connection. That, yeah. Did oh, you? man, bathroom. Listen to how horrible my day was. Oh, and we're like, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Welcome to my entire oh, no, life. By the time my bathroom breaks, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay, anyway, anyway. Yeah, that's a whole, but the whole the that's time. a whole episode. Can we write that one down? <laughs> yes. Going to the bathroom. Yes. Okay. So here, okay, I found my place. Yes. By the way, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. uh, one issue stood out as having an outsized influence. This is uh, on teachers' work environments uh -huh. specifically. The findings centered around three tenets. I love that 
yes. tenets. Sounds so official. Mm-hmm. Ensuring teachers have relevant professional growth during the school day. Thank you. Not just like, oh, I'm going to send you to a two-day conference in the middle of your summer. That, uh-huh. you know, yeah. You're not or you're going to stay working. for three hours after school to yeah. do this <laughs> professional development <laughs> seminar that you know more than the person providing it. Whatever. Exactly. Um, that Okay, so that was the first tenet. Second tenet. That they have opportunities for teacher collaboration during the school day. Hey, we just talked about yeah, that. in the previous episode, yes. we talked about how important it was to get out of the classroom, yeah. your classroom, and go see other people. And the third tenet, that there is school leader responsibility for creating positive work environments. Thank you. Now, I feel really blessed because the school that I work at now, the school that you yeah. worked at until recently... Uh, is probably the best school that I've worked at so far. And the only criteria I really needed to say that was the positivity of the teachers around me. Yeah. And the administration that I work with directly, all very positive. Yes. And I haven't had that in a lot of other school environments. Yeah. But I, I, reading this, I'm like, absolutely. Yes. That, should that be, has made a lot that, of difference to my and teaching. That shouldn't be such an anomaly. You shouldn't be like, this place is great. Because they're doing what everybody should be doing. Like, yeah. everybody should be doing that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and I thought this was kind of a sad sentence afterwards. She says, these ideas could have been torn out of a Management 101 book. Yeah. But we rarely think of schools as places where people work. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. my gosh. That made my heart just slump. It's yeah. like, you're right. People think of... I think teachers just going somewhere to hang out with kids all day. Yeah. And that how much work yeah. could it be? Yeah. Well, and I've mentioned this before and, and I really still, this is, uh, you know, heavy on my mind and my heart. And I would like to do an episode about the martyrdom of teachers and teachers are not looked at as people who are performing a service or a job or doing work. They're looked at as people who, you know, they just have this passion and there's just this outgrowth of their passion that they show up every day and do this thing and <laughs> we can just dump on them and they'll take it because they want it. And, you know, that we are somehow doing this for our own personal fulfillment and joy. And it's not that it's not fulfilling and joyful, but it's work. We're doing a job. And yeah, I think, you know, there's not enough focus on that fact that we're doing a job and it's our administrator's job to be the management and management's job is to get the obstacles out of your way. Oh, that's a good point. You know, and that's what management is looked at in any other industry. Managers get the obstacles out of the way so that workers can get the work done. But it seems like that culture is very different in school. And I, and I, I want to be careful and make it clear that I'm not advocating for schools to be run like privately owned businesses. I don't think that's appropriate. I don't think that the monetizing or businessifying of schools is appropriate, but I do think there are certain management 101 lessons that schools could learn from. And that's oh, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely. And that's one of them. And, uh, so, I mean, where this led me was, okay, well, now what? What's, yeah. what's going to happen? Okay. So, as of this point, as far as I understand, no agreements have been met yet 
Okay. In LA. I don't uh, think so. Okay, yeah, I might be totally wrong. But yeah. anyway, maybe by the time this, you know, episode airs or whatever it has been, yeah. and I'm sure we'll continue the conversation on it. And at the moment of this recording, there's a another article I found by um uh this man Reed Wilson, uh, who is a national correspondent for The Hill. Uh so He's pretty impressive, by the way. Uh, <laughs> he was the uh, chief political correspondent and Congress editor for Morning Consult. Uh, he was a lead author of Washington Post's Morning Political Tip Sheet. Now, here's uh, my favorite. In 2012, Comedy Central named him, quote, the greatest political mind of our time, end quote. And that is pretty much enough yeah. for me yeah. to take him seriously. Um <laughs> For his skills at cutting through the spin and telling the truth. And that's what we're all Thank about. Thank you. Cut the spin, tell the truth. Yes. Um, so this article is about the state's race. Uh, state's race, not the state's race. Yeah. State's race to prevent teacher strikes by boosting pay. So all these strikes are going on. All these states are like, holy crap. Yeah. I got to get my stuff in order and we got to make our teachers happy. Otherwise, yeah. they're going to do the same yeah. thing to us. Look, it's happening everywhere. So. And um, But there's some like parts of this that um, I'm not sure they get it. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. So, do, 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 do. All right, the push for higher salaries in many states comes from an unlikely source. Republicans who have been reluctant to spend state money, especially on employees who belong to Democratic-leaning unions. Okay, makes sense. Now, Texas, Texas is coming up. Uh, Lieutenant Governor, uh, staunch conservative, is proposing an increasing teaching salaries by 5000 across the board. Okay, uh, that's going to be $3.7 billion over two years. Georgia is coming behind with a proposal of $3,000 increase, uh, $418 million. Uh, South Carolina wants to give teachers a 5% raise. I mean, this is yeah. like, yeah, so okay, a lot. Um, do, 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 do. We've seen, okay, okay. I wrote a little comment by this paragraph. <laughs> I went weak. Wait a minute. All right, ready for it? Uh, quote, we've seen with Oklahoma and their strike last year, it's time to take teachers in general more seriously than we have. Okay. As my mom would say, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay, good job. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for being the basic requirements. And that came from South Carolina, and I don't want to bash anybody, but I was just like, really? That's that's the quote yeah. there? Okay, okay, yeah. now it's time yeah. to take, okay, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, on, on some certain level, I feel like I have to take some responsibility as a teacher because I haven't done a good job myself of speaking up and advocating for myself. Yeah. Uh, and that goes into your whole line of thinking about the martyrdom of teaching. Yeah. So uh, I do have to clean up my side of the street before yeah. I can jump on this person's side and say his quote was pretty weak, but it yeah. was pretty weak. It was pretty weak. And I feel like, you know, <laughs> not to be making excuses, but because um, I'm, I'm in the same place. It's not been until recently that I have really, I think through this podcast and attending the school board meetings, started to be, feel a little bit more emboldened to speak up about things that aren't fair, aren't right, or disrespectful. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a little bit of a worry of, you know, um, sometimes the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Sometimes the squeaky wheel gets fired. That's true. And, um, you know, and so I think that's why a lot of these conversations stay in the teacher workroom. Right. And um, because we don't want that, that backlash 
Right. And I think time is going to tell in the near future whether or not that is an actual truth. Yeah. That that fear that yeah. we've told ourselves or is it just a fear that we've told yeah. ourselves? So yeah. uh, now really there's point. a big teacher shortage going on. I'm not sure that fear is as relevant now. Yeah. They need yeah. teachers. So there's two um, Southern politicians running for government this year in Louisiana and Mississippi, and they are running on a platform that say that they're going to make teachers, increasing teachers pay a top priority. Arkansas looking to increase teacher salaries over the next years. Now, I want to say at this point, I've rattled off about five states mm-hmm. here, six, uh, and they're only focused on the pay. Yeah. And, and I feel like, okay, you're, you're missing half the point. Yeah. Yes, we need to be compensated for what other careers with similar requirements, you know, the mm-hmm. training requirements, the educational requirements, the similar type of things. We're not at that level and we need to be brought up to that level. Yeah. But, okay, pay is great, but you're also not talking about how you're going to be um, uh, supplying funds to the schools themselves yeah. to improve yeah. the working environment. Yeah, and... Pay is 7% of the problem. (laughs) You are talking about addressing 7% of the problem. Good job. You please. Seven people. Yeah. (laughs) Now, let's talk about the other 93% of the problem. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the other, um, this one I wrote in the margin WTF. (laughs) Okay. So, here's this quote. Teachers are starting to be more vocal about what's actually going on in classrooms and how it impacts them in their day-to-day lives. I don't know where these people have been. I feel, yeah. oh, you know what? Once again, we're only talking in the teacher workroom. Yes. Come on, teachers. Yeah. We need, obviously, yeah. if they're not hearing it, yeah. we're not saying it loud enough. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, hey, let's all go on strike. Right. I mean, if it's the right thing to do, it's the right thing to do. But maybe we haven't been talking loud yeah. enough because it's so obvious in my mind. Yeah. I it's clear it to, to be, me, yeah. but it doesn't seem to be clear to the people who see, seem to be responsible for making these decisions. Right, right. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, here down at the very bottom, and this, this I believe, is, uh, is true. No educator wants to go on strike. No. God, could you imagine coming back and then trying to catch the kids up? It's a lesson plan nightmare. No. But (laughs) anyway, no educator wants to go on strike. But the possibility of using a strike or a walkout to try to address what is a legitimate need has become very real in 2018. Um, That came from Randy Weingarten, who heads the American Federation of Teachers, the second largest, uh, nation's second largest teachers union. Yeah. Um, And then... (laughs) In the margin on this paragraph, I wrote, boom. (laughs) Studies have found that teacher pay has decreased over time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you more. What was once a profession in which workers earned more than similarly educated peers in other industries has now become a job in which those workers earn less than people with similar types of jobs. Uh, And I was like, Okay. A September report from the Center Left Economic Policy Institute found the average weekly wages of a public school teacher decreased, when adjusted for inflation even, between 1996 and 2017, while weekly wages for college graduates and other fields rose. Hmm. All right. Here's the other thing. And I, I, I think this has something to do with it. Our economic our economic needs improving. 
Um, our economy's improving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and education in general took a, this is a quote, by the way, mm-hmm. this is not me. And education in general took a big hit during the Great Recession. And my little note on the side was, so education was extra, so they got rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, yay, kids. We're recovering, and part of that recovery is paying the teachers better. Good job. Yeah. Okay. But once again, that's 7% of the problem. Can we please have people in charge talking about the other 93% of the problem? Please, somebody. Well, later, because there's more. (laughs) Good, good. Okay, okay. Glad somebody's talking about it, because these people are not. Yes. In 2009, 70% of parents of parents said they would like their children to become public school teachers. That's 10 years ago, right? Can I add? Okay, sweet. (laughs) 2009, 70% of teachers or parents said they would like their children to become public school teachers. In 2018, nine years later, just 46%. So that went down 24%, a quarter of a percent down. In nine years. Said the same. The first time since this foundation, the PDK Educational Foundation, has been measuring this. The first time since this foundation began polling in 1969 that a majority of parents said they did not want their children to become teachers. Wow. Did they have any insight on why? Well, that shit I mean, happened? there's a poll quote from the next paragraph. I don't think it came from this um, foundation. Uh, who does this come from? I have no idea. I'll look it up in a sec. It's harder to keep people in the classroom because they feel like the job's unstable. The pay's mm-hmm. not where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And when you have a tighter labor market nationally, there's better jobs in the private sector. Yes. 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 Uh, legislators, legislator. okay, reading much. <laughs> um, those lawmakers, yeah. uh, they are concerned that attracting and keeping teachers in the classroom will get harder in the coming years. Oh, Oh, I wonder that's a big why. Surprise. All right. I wonder why. Because fifty four percent of parents don't want their kids to be teachers. <laughs> you know, every once in a while I'll stop class and go, So how many in here want to be teachers when they grow up? None? All right, moving on. <laughs> Quadratic formula. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway. Uh, la 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 la. Okay. Collins, who's this guy? I don't know. I hear about teacher pay a good bit, but I actually hear more about quality of life and quality of career. And that's all I'm trying to say. Yes. Thank you. There's the 93%. Yes. And even a substantial salary increase in a few states is not going to solve this problem. We're going to continue to see this be a major political issue for a couple of years. Yes. I think he's being very optimistic that it's just going to be a couple of years. Yeah. Unless some drastic changes happen um and something that comes to my mind that is concerning to me with all this talk about increasing teacher salary you know that money has to come from somewhere and i'm a little bit sort of uh initially apprehensive that their solution to that is then going to be teachers teaching more kids right so if you get an increase of five percent in your salary then you're gonna be teaching five percent more kids and your class sizes are gonna get bigger or your class load is going to get bigger or they're gonna somehow you know reconfigure the puzzle so that you you're teaching more kids that's the exact opposite of solving this problem i feel like if you kept the pay the same but reduced the size of class and the class load of the teacher you would be go further towards solving this problem than the other way around. And also we have to be confident as 
teachers to say no to that yeah. BS. Yeah. Because um, if we continue to say, okay, if yeah. we continue to think that we are only worth this, you know, lesser pay. Yeah. Then when they do give us an increased pay, if we still continue to feel like, oh, well, we should have, you know, we're just yeah. only deserving of yeah. this much, not this much, then we're more apt to say, okay, yeah. just put some more stuff on my plate yeah. because I understand you're giving us, you're not yeah. giving us a gift. No. This is what is deserved. Yeah. It's kind of like how, you know, women are fighting for equal pay, not because they're greedy and want more money. No. They want equal pay because they want to get paid the same for yeah. the same job. Yeah, we, we deserve to have the same pay for the same opportunities and the same level of education. You know, we're yeah. working just as hard. We deserve to get the same rewards for it. And I think it's the same for, for yeah. teachers. And I, you know, this is a profession where they expect higher levels of education, um, where they expect... Uh, hours upon hours of professional development, recertification, all of this stuff. Uh, and, but yet I have, I have a lot. I have a lot of that stuff. I have a master's. I have all this stuff. Yet I live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. And I'm exhausted. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yes. I was telling you earlier, I don't have my master's degree. I have a bachelor's degree. And then with extra education to get my teaching license, my husband has a bachelor's degree, full stop. Um, and he works fewer hours than I do. And his job is less stressful than mine. And he makes three times as much money as I do. And that's very deflating, isn't it? Yeah. It's very deflating. Yeah. And it is so hard for us as human beings, especially now that we have like paper money and all this stuff. Not to equate our self-worth with how much we make. Yeah. But it is disheartening yeah. to feel like I give so much of myself. Yeah. And I don't feel like you appreciate it. Yeah, one of the getting... ways that you show appreciation is to compensate accordingly. Yeah, I'm not getting that, that value recognized. Like, I don't feel like my school district or my state or my community values what I do. They don't see it as something worth value because they're not willing to pay for it. Right. And we're not willing to accept it, apparently. Yeah. So we do have to do that mindset yeah. shift of we are worthy of more. We're yeah. deserving of more. And we can say no. Yeah. I think so much guilt. I feel so much guilt if I don't go that extra mile for my students. And yes. do you notice the teacher of the years and the teacher. Okay. I'm not saying all of them. A lot of them are phenomenal people. Definitely. But I feel like there are some who get nominated for those things who go so above and beyond yes. that nobody could compete with yeah. that. Um, nobody who's willing to have a life outside of their job. Um, and I feel like you said something just now that hit the nail so on the head for me. And you said, I, I feel guilty when I don't do these things for my students. Right. And I think for so many teachers, that's what it comes down to. And it's not only education. Yeah. Nursing, yes. Any type of um, profession where you're giving care to yeah, other the human beings, caring professions. You... For some reason, it's so hard to get pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Um, daycare workers um, have the same problem. Mm -hmm. you, you said nurses. Um, you know, um, all of those people who are in those caring professions, they get really taken for granted. They're providing a necessary service, and they get a lot of times treated like crap. Um, and they take it because the mentality for the person in that profession is so oftentimes, if I don't do it, 
there'll be nobody to do it. And the kids or my patients or my clients will yeah. suffer. And there's this and sense I, of a moral obligation. Yeah, I am morally obligated to provide for my students. And if I don't provide it, then who will? So I'll just continue to provide it with, um, you know, more in, time, inadequate more supplies, supplies yes. inadequate rec- uh, yes. recognition, inadequate pay, um, and you continue to do it. And I think I want to quickly cycle back to um, that quote that you gave about, you know, no teacher wants to go on strike. And I think that's absolutely the truth, because I think any teacher knows that, I mean, like you said, it's just going to be so much more work <laughs> yeah, when, we're we, so much work when for they ourselves. go back for ourselves. It's going to be so much work for students to have to reacclimate. We know that. There are going to be a lot of students who aren't able to eat because school is where they get their food. True. School is where their place, they have a safe place with safe adults. School is where they have shelter and heat and water. And teachers know that there are going to be a lot of students living without those necessary things when they're not there. Right. And um, and some of those schools that are on strike, you know, administrators are in the building to kind of corral all of these kids. But is that really uh, a meaningful experience to them? No. Probably not. And so I think the idea that teachers take this lightly, that this is just on a whim, is so far from the truth, it's laughable Definitely. to me. That, that we're just doing this because we're greedy. This and is we not just... a temper tantrum. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like a lot of people think that that's what's happening, is that teachers are throwing a temper tantrum. Yes. And this is just sort of on a whim. They woke up one day and just said, you know, oh, we're not going to take it. Let's take to the streets. Damn the consequences. Screw the kids. That's not what's happening. This is so been thought through and thought out um, leading up to it because teachers are so dedicated to providing that space for their students. It's clear the lengths that they will go to. They will tolerate huge class sizes. No time to pee. And, you know, <laughs> I like buying... that second on your list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huge class sizes. And by the way, I can't go to the bathroom. Yeah, no time to pee. <laughs> you know, um, oftentimes no time to really eat lunch. Uh, requirements on our personal time. Requirements to provide things for our students in our classrooms. We tolerate all of that for a long, long time because we don't want to leave our and students you know in the lurch. We are very privileged teachers to be working in the particular school yes. that we worked in. Because there are schools definitely out there. Yeah. And I'm going to take my blinders off and just kind of look around because they're, uh, I hear stories from inner city schools and all these schools. And I'm sure there's people who will listen to this and be like, how come you aren't talking about this? And it's because I can only talk about what I actually see. And yeah. I want to know more. Yes. I want to know what other people are experiencing in other school environments. Yeah. And I want to hear the worst. Yeah. I want it because... I have blinders on just as yeah. much as uh, non-teachers do out there. Yeah. So. And so I feel like that's just so telling about how bad things have gotten for the teachers in Los Angeles that they would be willing to walk away from the classroom. 30,000 To meet their demands. Mm-hmm. This is how bad things are because they're not doing it lightly. They're not taking their responsibilities lightly. They're not taking the effects of this lightly. But I think they also recognize that in order to do right by their students, in order to provide what is best for their students, they themselves need to be provided for. Definitely. And that is, that's the big mind shift that I'm telling that teachers need to make is 
You take care of others by taking care of yourself. Yes. Put on your own oxygen mask. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. I say we wrap this this yes. up. I feel like so many splinters are going to come off of this particular topic because yeah. we referenced all sorts of quality of life, quality of work environment, you know, things that we need, not yeah. just pay raises, yeah. and including like, pay raises, including but... Pay raise, <laughs> but not just pay raises. Yeah. And I would like to, you know, maybe have a whole episode about what is the bottom of that iceberg? Yeah. What are those things yeah. that would make a real difference in the um, job satisfaction and retention of teachers? And just providing quality yeah. education, doing right by our kids. Yeah. Yeah. What does that really look like? Yeah. So yeah, let's yeah. Um, say tally ho for now, but um, yeah, I, I see many more topics coming out of yeah. this. Yeah. And especially as the, um, the, Strikes, the continue. strikes continue yeah. and develop the story develops in Los Angeles. Awesome. For sure. Is it time that for a little, one. I think it is light question. A little lighthearted. All right, Brent. Um, Brent I think last time we did like a random number thing. You yeah. Did that again? Yeah. So, uh, this time is one through you five. Can't always pick five. Okay. Do one through six, not five. Yeah. One through six, not five. <laughs> there you go. How about two? Two. I mean, it's the only even prime number, says the math nerd. <laughs> Two is an awkward parent encounter. Oh. Uh, did did one pop to your mind? No. Well, <laughs> no. I'm like, uh... I the closest thing I have. I was I was very blessed um, in my my short time, you know, three years of teaching, to have mostly uh, positive. Uh, parent encounters and um, I think one that comes to mind is I had a student he was very very difficult in a lot of ways very difficult behavior it was my first year so I didn't have a very big toolbox for you know how to deal with students with difficult behaviors um, but I did my best I relied a lot on my my admin for help and um, and one day, I can't remember what the incident was, but it was, I just clearly needed to, um, you know, contact home. And so I emailed home because I love email and, and I hate talking on the phone. So, <laughs> same <laughs> so I emailed the, the mom of the student to say, you know, this incident happened. Um, and, you know, this is the, the consequences, what's going to go on. And then later in the day, she'd obviously called her son at school and and said you know hey i got this email and then he gave her some line about how i had been mistreating him and i was like um you know like calling him out in front of other students and all this stuff was not really true and i so i was like uh this is gonna be a really weird conversation that i have to have with this mom because she just seems so from the email so angry at me um, and this is actually reminding me of a different situation too. It's pretty interesting. But um, anyway, so I called her, bracing myself for this just really confrontational conversation. And I explained, you know, this is what happened from my perspective. Like, can you tell me, you know, what your thoughts are? total piece of cake conversation <laughs> she was like well i think i'm just gonna have to take away his video games for the weekend because this is intolerable you know like and um and she gave me some insight into you know what was going on at home with right you know her and his dad and you know this stuff that kind of gave me a little bit more insight 
but it was totally not. The email was super awkward and the phone call was super easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate when you build that up in your yeah. brain. It's like, oh, this is going to be horrible. Gonna be and then so it turns horrible. out it's fine. Yeah. All right. I thought, I thought of one. Okay. Good. While you were, okay. I hope this is okay to like talk about. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> now you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, used to teach in a private girls boarding high school. Okay. And one of my students, I'm going to call her Sally. Um, the names have been changed <laughs> to protect, protect everyone. Yeah, protect <laughs> me, really. Uh, and her uh, dad uh -huh. uh, owned a couple of restaurants in a vacation spot, which we will call Sags Ned. Uh -huh. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Sags Ned, Earth, Carolina. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I had a couple of restaurants down there. So it's a popular place for us to go here in Virginia. And so some of my fellow teachers and I, we arranged like a, a week long beach week during the summer, during cool. our time off. Sweet. Woohoo. So this is when I was single, wild, young, and free. Yes. And childless. Yes. And uh, <laughs> so we went down. We stayed at this place. The rent was like $400 for the week. Yeah. Um, the shower was yeah. outside and it was cinder block. And nice. Yeah, we were Ooh, it was a living fancy the high place. life. Yeah. One of those places with running water. Yeah. Well, kind of. <laughs> uh, no, that'd be funny. We had to bring the salt water from the beach <laughs> and use distillation. To, no, anyway. Um, no, it was fine. And so we went to that restaurant, you know, yeah. going, oh, okay. Um, we were... We're young. Yeah. We're, we're hip. We're cool. I was wearing a mini skirt back when I wore mini skirts. I know, right? And we went to, they had a, a bar slash uh, dance floor. Yes. Okay. So we're in the bar. And, uh, you know, we're, I don't remember what I was drinking. I was boring back then. It yeah. was probably just Coca-Cola. But yeah. anyway, so I'm sitting there with my friends and we're laughing, having a good time. So this parent, this dad comes over and he crouches down next to me, just kind of squats down to talk to us. And he puts his hand on my knee. No, he did not. Uh, can we talk about, um, I did not consent to that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not invite that. Space. And mini skirt on. That's, yeah. that's okay. Anyway, yeah. we could go on and on and on yeah. forever. Uh, and, you know. I taught his daughter. Yeah. Um, I think he was he was just being him. I don't think he was trying to get grades or anything. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that was awkward, and it didn't stop there. Oh, uh, no. You know, our little buzzer for the table buzzed or whatever. They Oh, we had conch shells. I remember yeah. that. They, <laughs> there were conch shells with, like, you know, hey, if you have, you know, the eight conch shells. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They showed us to the table. Uh, we order and everything, and here come here he comes again, uh, and he has a tray of four shots, uh, you know, in shot glasses, uh -huh. you know, alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he gave us four buttery nipple shots. Oh my god! Awkward. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my I god. was like, oh, okay, now. Super tasty, by the way. If you ever have a buttery nipple shot, they are really good. They taste yeah. like butterscotch. But anyway, yeah. um, that's huh. besides the point. Besides the point. Besides, besides the point. The point. Uh, and then a little later, it's not all, brought another round. You want to guess what shot? Was it? No. <laughs> I don't. I'm afraid. She just went, was it? No, I'm not going to say because <laughs> I might say something worse. <laughs> okay. It's like, you know. Blowjobs. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And I think he fully expected us, apparently, with this particular shot, 
This is really awkward. If you are sensitive to this type of material, I highly suggest skipping to the end of this episode. But apparently you're supposed to like put your hands behind your back and just, yeah, oh. anyway. No. Oh my God. We were just spoiled on that and we just never went back again. But yeah. I'm not sure you all were prepared for that story to be the most awkward that, parental I feel encounter, like but that wins the most awkward thank parental you, encounter. Thank you. I'd like to accept my reward. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my gold star. <laughs> but oh my gosh, yeah, I totally forgotten about that. I feel that. awkward for you yes. right now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, now if that were to happen to me, uh, oh boy, would I, I, as a, and you know, this might be uh, something to talk about uh, to young teachers is, or to just young people in general, if you have young people in your life, I was 25. Yeah. I did not know how to stand up to people who were highly inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, it's so funny. I I would totally handle that so differently. Like I, you need to get your hand off my knee. Uh, I do not want this shot. You take it back. I mean, yeah. we, we drank it because we were poor and right. it tasted really good. Right. But, but still, um, <laughs> you knew you the, the, the line that he was crossing. And I think at 25, not only did I not know how to stand up, I don't know that I knew that I could. Yes. Agreed. And Agreed. it wasn't until and I was, was older that, that I knew that I could have said, I, uh, dude. Yeah. And I feel up. like there could have been a possible uh, ripple effect and a whiplash there. Whiplash? I don't know what yeah. I'm trying to say. But um this parent, I was at a private school. A lot of private school parents treat private schools as, you know, this is a factory. I'm going to put my kid in and yeah. you're going to fix them and yeah. they're going to come back out. And I think part of that fear was that there would be repercussions. That's the yes, word I was looking there for. There you go. Um, that it would get back to the school. Yeah. Maybe he could have made up a story. Right. And I could lose my job. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fear there. Yeah. Yeah. With that dynamic. Yeah, for sure. And it's so gross. Just yes. not even like teacher parent, but just like person to person. That is so yes, gross. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe this wasn't lighthearted. <laughs> now we're, now we're just, in this really. It's just been a super heavy dark, episode all around. Dark area. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. life is better now. Yes. And now I have the proper tools to, if anything like that should happen again, yeah. I know what to do. And yeah. maybe I need to tell that story to some young people to be like, here's what. You yeah. can do. You yeah. can stand up for yourself yeah. and it's okay. Yeah, you have the right to say, back up. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, go away and <laughs> yeah. I never want to see you again. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Cool. Nice episode. Yeah, I liked it. Thank well, you. Well, we'll see where this topic takes us. Yes, for sure. I look forward to the next discussion. All right. Bye. Bye.